truth will set you free. One, two, three, four. Hello, and welcome to the Where Truth Lies podcast, another episode of Cat's Unfiltered Thoughts. Today, I am bringing to you a very cool topic. In light of the advancements in AI technology and all the freaky stuff that's happening with ChatGPT, I wanted to kind of do a deep dive and share with you why I don't use ChatGPT and will try my best for as long as possible to never have to use AI technology. Of course, I'm sure I'm already using sub subconsciously in banking apps and whatnot, but I want to resist the use or the reliance on these products as long as I can. And there's a reason for that. I had this thought, the more we use ChatGPT, the more the beast learns. It's actually learning off of us. And you might think, oh yeah, that's great. But hey, if you listen to this podcast, I already know you're a critical thinker (laughs) and I already know you're going to have some interesting thoughts on ChatGPT and other AI technology. But my thoughts were this thing, this seemingly innocuous, awesome piece of technology is actually stealing from us. It's learning from us. With what end goal? What is its end goal? And then I remembered recently, Elon Musk did an interview with Tucker Carlson, I think only a week ago, and he shared something really disturbing, but of course not shocking, that Larry Page, one of the co-founders of Google, actually expressed how his intention for OpenAI to actually become digital gods. And he used that phrase. Of course, allegedly, this is what Elon Musk said, but yeah, digital gods. Now, there are obviously huge risks with having an artificial intelligence that may, very well may, supersede human intelligence in the future. And that's a problem. Like, guys, have you seen all those post-apocalyptic movies? It's a problem. But why is it a problem? Have you heard of the singularity? It's the point in which technology reaches such a level of advancement that it begins to rapidly change human civilization as we know it. Now, where do you think AI is going? It would be very naive to think that these people, these freakishly intelligent people that often have empathy deficits, have all the safety protocols in check that they need to make sure that AI stays within its bounds. No, That's not happening, guys. And if we know anything about the beast behind a lot of these corporations, they don't have our best interests at heart. So let's do a deep dive into some of the symbolism. I'm going to be talking about Bible symbolism, what we can learn from these incredible parables in the Old Testament that tell us about technology and how it can and potentially will lead to our demise. So the symbolism of technology in the Bible, all the way to Genesis at the beginning, okay? When Adam and Eve were in the garden, before they fell, before they committed that first sin, I always see them as childlike, right? They were naked, they were in the garden, they were fed, you know, off the fruits of the garden, they were in unity with God, and they had a childlike innocence. And then when they had that first, when Eve took the bite of the forbidden fruit, you know what Satan said to her? He said, if you have a bite of this, it will give you knowledge of good and evil so that you may be like God, something along those lines. I know I'm not paraphrasing that perfectly. 
What was the significance of this? That previous to taking a bite of the apple or whatever fruit it was, that they were childlike, that they had an innocence and a naivety about them, that they relied solely on God. And then that sin, that first sin was wanting to be like God, ignoring God's dominion and wanting to take matters into her own hands and to be like God and have all the knowledge, okay? And whether you believe, you know, whether you're Christian, whether you're not Christian, if you have an appreciation for symbolism and for ancient stories, then what you can take from this is you can recognize that this temptation lives in all of us. The demise of man comes when we want to be like God and not God-like in virtue. I mean, we want our own dominion. We think we are equal to God. We want all the knowledge. We want to accumulate. We want power. And so this was that first sin. Now, what does this have to do with technology? Okay, when Adam and Eve fell, God said, now you will have to find clothes. They became aware of their own nakedness. Why is that significant? Where they went from a childlike state to being aware of the fact, oh my gosh, I'm naked, this is shameful, right? Think of a baby. They don't think it's shameful that they're naked. That's something that comes with an awareness when you lose your naivety. And God said to them, okay, you're going to have to make your own clothes now. You're going to have to wear clothes. They started making tools. They had to use things, materials, tools as they fell because they were no longer protected. They were no longer in the garden. So that separation created a need for technology. Okay, and so they started wearing like animal skins and needed tools to make their own food. And there is a progression in the Bible of this technology that the further the reliance on technology, the more there was a separation from God. And you're probably thinking, but Kat, like technology's good. You know, less women die in childbirth, you know, cancer treatments and so on. So when, at what point did it change? At what point did man's relationship with technology change? And I'll tell you, it's very clear in the Bible and I've also been listening a lot to Jonathan Peugeot and he's heavily influenced a lot of my ideas on this. So yes, no plagiarism here. <laughs> Go check him out. He's fantastic. But the significance of this relationship changing happened with Noah's Ark. So man fell from Adam and Eve. We became more and more depraved, more and more weird, started breeding with demons, having weird monstrous children, getting introduced to more and more technology and becoming more and more depraved. And then God was like, enough. <laughs> this is gross. Time to get rid of you all. That's a story for another day. I still grapple with that one, but time to get rid of you. So then they had the flood. Now, Noah was a good man. We know Noah was a good man. God entrusted him to carry on civilization post the flood. But what was Noah instructed to do? He was instructed to build an ark. He built an ark. That's technology. This ark, this boat was technological piece used in the next generation of civilization, right? To carry us forth. So what's the significance of that? The significance is that our relationship with technology and God has changed. That if we use technology in accordance with God's will, that it's not bad. 
but we also know that technology can lead to depravity. And if you think about it like this, if technology is not used for the highest good, if technology is not used to advance God's will, then technology is dangerous. And that's exactly what's happening with AI. Now, the freaky part is a lot of these characters, Larry Page, potentially even Elon Musk, though he speaks very openly about the dangers of AI, a lot of these men, Mark Zuckerberg, they are obsessed with never dying. You know that informs their passion for technology, right? They're not unrelated. These men, they don't want to die. What do you think of when you think of someone that's eternal, that never dies? That's that's godlike. Humans need to die. We need to die. Can you think about this for a second? If we didn't die, if humans didn't die, we would become more and more depraved. If we didn't have limits on our freedom, on our power, if we didn't have constraints, we would make very bad decisions. Death is good. (laughs) Death ensures that we don't get too funky and depraved. These men, they don't want to die. What is the etiology of that? Why is that? What psychological processes inform that? Why is that pattern so pertinent in these like tech geniuses? I suspect that 99%, if not more, of this type of tech CEO person that's highly, highly intelligent has narcissistic personality disorder. At the very least, they have extreme empathy deficits. I will say that with almost absolute certainty. It's often empathy deficits in humans that sometimes allow them to become really intelligent in other areas. It's like they've got more bandwidth for data or processes, okay? And it's a pattern I've seen and you've probably observed it, right? A lot of these men though, because of this empathy deficit, naturally that will result in a pathology, some personality disorder of some kind, and that is normally narcissistic personality disorder. What is man like when they have empathy deficits? They're scary. Why do these men want to live forever? I think when you don't live in faith and you don't have faith, that life becomes a lot scarier. If you don't have faith and you don't believe in an eternal life, right? If you don't believe in any kind of life after death, then you would be clinging on to this human life with all that you have. Life, like I often say, if you're an atheist, life is very scary. I can't imagine going through life without faith, without a belief in something greater than yourself. And often these these types, this tech CEO pattern, are men with empathy deficits who are atheists and use technology to fill in the blanks. It's kind of like this technology is a proxy for the divine. And you can see how very quickly it can become that way. If you don't believe in God, then what you do is not orientated towards the highest Good. And I would argue that anyone who says they're an atheist but believe in the highest good actually believes in God. But that's a story for another day. So these men have this gaping hole. They don't have faith and they have empathy deficits and they're deeply afraid. At the root of narcissistic personality disorder is a deep, deep fear. And so what fills that hole? Technology and the desire to live for a long, long time. Because for them... 
that's life. And it's very, it's like ultra materialist to want to live forever, to accumulate, right? You know, when you see those women who can't age gracefully, they are obsessed with their youth. There's something inherently disordered about that. And I think we know that because we recognize that there's real benefit, there's real goodness in nature taking its course. And like I said before, we need death. We need death. It is a very healthy constraint because without it, I think humans become more and more inverted, right? So I worked with a few different people in my coaching practice when I was coaching and I came across some highly, highly successful men who were CEOs of tech companies and they all had an obsession with wanting to live forever. Their ultimate goal was to develop a technology that would allow them to at least live for a much longer time, whether it was synthetic organs or stem cell research. And alongside that were these extreme empathy deficits. And it was really chilling, very, very chilling. So when I think about all of this and I think about the patterns that are in society and I think about ChatGPT, I think we can't be naive. In the Bible, it says, be as wise as a snake. And that is exactly what we need to do. The other thing with technology like AI is, well, A, who's running it? And what is their ambition? And as we know, Larry Page literally has asserted that he would like AI to become like a digital god and they're singularists. So that's what they're hoping for. Why are we being naive and getting ChatGPT to write cover letters for us and essays? Like why? The men that are developing this technology, first of all, they have empathy deficits. That should freak you out enough. That should freak you out enough. So my advice, my unsolicited advice to you is stop using it. Stop feeding the beast. Stop teaching it because this thing will get so out of control that we will deeply regret our participation in it. There's another element to the problem of technology. If you use technology alongside a belief that you don't need God, that you can completely use logic to determine morality and ethics, like if your, if your worldview does not have a transcendent value, meaning a belief in God, or truth as the highest principle, then it will be inherently disordered. And that's what's happened to our relationship with technology. And it's out of our control, guys. We're in a position where we're now reliant on technology. You know, when people talk about the matrix, this is the matrix that we are kind of forced to use these technologies that are ultimately going to cost us. Ooh, freaky stuff, is it not? Freaky, freaky stuff. Anyway, guys, thanks for joining today's episode of Unfiltered Thoughts with Kat. You just went inside my brain. I hope that wasn't too scattered and I hope that's given you plenty of stuff to think about. If you like this episode, please share it with someone that you think is going to be like, damn, that was so good. That was so interesting. Share this on your Instagram, Facebook. Do your thing, guys. It really helps me out and stay tuned because we have more coming next week. Bye, guys.